0: Thank you Hey guys, so I am in Vienna right now, I arrived about two days ago, and I'm actually going to be in Europe for a while, uh, several weeks, so I'm going to be traveling all around because I have a lot of different interviews and political events planned, so you can look forward to that if you're interested. I will also actually be covering American American politics while I'm doing European politics here, so it's not just going to be that for the next several weeks, it'll be 50-50, so I hope that you are interested in this because some people are like, "Why are you in Europe? Get back to America! You're American!" And I'm like, "Call me old selves." But anyway, I'm people. Yeah, yeah. Are you, not not Bart, are you immigrating, Martin? Are you immigrating to American, America? Period. Yeah, yeah. And anyway.
1: I'm back in my my flat in Europe, yes. and I brought Brittany with me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it so far. The thing is, and this is what we wanted to talk about in this video. When I arrived in Vienna at the airport, and as we made the drive from the airport to here, we noticed, I noticed, right away, that there are a ton of foreigners here, obviously. In Western Europe this is a a huge problem. So we wanted to make this video because throughout, basically since when I started politics, and in my comments basically with every video or any video that I make relating to European issues, I. How a lot of people have this uh, comment with this defeatist attitude, like Europe is lost. Why are we even trying? You know, sweep them, sweep them to the side, like it's over. And I get really frustrated about this attitude because there are plenty of people here. Obviously, I know Martin had some statistics of the amount of people leaving. Is it Europe each year? Mm-hmm. So it's getting close to a million now. Where are they going, by the way? Just um, Eastern Europe, America. Uh,
1: Definitely, um, some of them are going back into their home countries. But this statistics um, is a very important thing, a fact that is completely overlooked by many people. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Europe now, the demographics dynamics are of course not in our favor. Mm -hmm. And we've written this article in uh, Independent that um, soon we'll have Muslim majorities in all of Western Europe. Yeah. But only if this thing continues to be like this. Yeah. And it would be possible. Without any problem, if we implement our solutions and, and, and our proposals to uh, revert this demographic. So it's a dynamic thing, yeah. and if you have the right policies, you can revert it, you can invert it. And I think it's um, actually this annoys me a lot, this deface attitude, because I love a lot of are fighting day by day in the real info war, in the real metapolitical war to change this whole thing. And those people who talk like this, the only solution they offer very often is.
0: Civil war. Wait let's for,
1: civil, let's wait war, for civil war, buy water yeah. filters, buy okay. guns, be prepared, prep yourself for the coming civil war.
0: Exactly, and it's like, why not try a peaceful solution first, if it's possible? I mean, okay, so this in this article, it's from the Washington Times, it was published September 26th of this year, it says Muslims are to be a majority in Europe within two generations. So the people that say, oh, the great replacement, the whole idea of it is racist, it's not happening. They're completely wrong. It is something that you can legitimately be concerned about. They even admit in the mainstream media, within two generations, the great replacement will be fulfilled. And obviously, natives like yourself, it should be very understandable why you're so concerned.
1: Everybody knows it now. Everybody, even if people don't talk about it, know this is the core issue that is dominating every election. Mm-hmm. and every every discussion after like three sentences with a proxy issue like the problem finding a school for parents, you know, or crime or rapes, everybody talks about the issue. It's a core issue, people are afraid of it, people want to change it. And the important thing is to understand, uh, we can change it, but we only can change it by political means. Right? And you've um, talking about peaceful solution, not peaceful solutions, and people, especially in the comments, most of them are anonymous profiles, they seem uh, to be very heroic and manly when they say, "Oh, we will need violence. We will come to violence. And don't be like so naive." The only real um, thing that can change this is the power of the state. So, without I think without um, the police, without um, uh, border control, without laws, it's impossible for us to revert and change this. If it actually the, the states would break down, and it would come to this Mad Max scenario. Mm. Then we'd be completely lost because we could not control any border anymore. The whole youth bulge of the whole um, African and uh, Near East would, would just swamp Europe, and if this really would be a, a civil war, an ethnic war situation, there would be no chance for us at all. It would be a South a South African scenario right. all across Europe. So, well, you're not even armed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In many
0: parts of Europe, are, they, don't, they, don't not, they don't have the Second Amendment. I'm not even allowed oh, to get pepper spray
1: We are really, yeah, we're, we're pretty much fucked. But the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, not yet. We can fight against it because. Uh, we see the majority of population in Europe, the majority of people, favor the solutions we identityarians, and right-wing parties want. What are the solutions?
0: Yeah, can you actually go into detail there? So of the course. identitarians have put together some kind of solution. They're not just out there, you know, aimlessly doing demonstrations and everything. You do have a clear objective. So please go into that. I found it very interesting.
1: Uh, it's basically a two-tier solution. And those are the two things, uh, two, three that, uh, the two two main demands we have. Uh, we um, want, a, want a complete shutdown of non-European immigration, of mm-hmm. course. This is a demand that is already mainstream. And the second demand, which is not yet mainstream, but we're pushing it to all parts, is re-migration. Mm-hmm. A vast number of people who are here need to go back into their home countries.
0: You have Very to go nice. back.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's, of course, by law. So, but if we look at the numbers, and that's what you were quoting before, mm-hmm. in Germany, it's um, close to one million. In, in Austria, it's about 100, uh, 130,000, mm-hmm. numbers are rising, of foreigners who are leaving the country voluntarily each year. So if you don't have new people come in and you've increased this number year by year of foreigners leaving the country by soft pressure, for example, by um, shutting down the incentive to come here, shutting down the social system for foreigners, right. starting a policy of de-Islamization, banning the burqa, banning the minarets banning any foreign-funded mosque or Islamic community here, banning uh, preaching in foreign languages. The situation will become um, yeah, different for them. They would not like to be here, they would like to come here. The burqa
0: was recently banned in Austria, The burqa
1: right? was recently banned in Austria, yeah. also due to the pressure that we, identitarians and patriotic parties, did in society. Yeah. It will increase this pressure to make it more and more um, unfavorable for radical Muslims, um, uh, criminals, rapists to live here. And then we could raise this number year by year. And if you extrapolate this, for example, and we get an immigration number in Austria of 150,000, then two years are 300,000. and three years, you have one million. And within a few decades, if you maintain this two-tier policy of shut down immigration, so close the borders and re-migration, then you could revert the demographic, um, the demographic a problem we have in Europe in different ways, so what we want, want to do is not um, start a civil war, right. um, expose everyone. of course multiculturalism this way will will stay the political reality in Western Europe for for quite a long time for quite some time you need to be realistic here, but we can invert the whole tendency we can invert the tide to create a future where we stay mature in our countries. And that's easily possible, but it's only possible if we gain political power in this system. Mm-hmm. If we are the ones who make the laws, if we are the ones who give the police the orders to, to control the border and to finally deport all the people. And that's the last chance Europeans have mm-hmm. because we are outnumbered, because all our men are cucks, you know? I think this scenario of a civil war and civil Mad Max scenario that many right wingers are yearning for. Is just an absence of any political strategy right it's unrealistic and it would be deadly for all European countries
0: yeah I mean it, so if this idea of remigration did come to fruition how long do you think you know ballpark numbers how long do you think it would take to actually go into effect and make start making a difference
1: I think I think in, in about 15 um, if you start with this policy you will, will see um, changes differences in the, the first 10 15 years mm-hmm. Of course, I think it would, if you start with a policy of de-Islamization, would create a lot of protests for leftists and even maybe like a a short-term radicalization of um, latent sleeper cells of Muslims who want to conquer Europe now peacefully, just with birth rates. But this would be a controlled, um, kind of controlled explosion and diffusing of this demographic bomb. And then it would be even easier, of course, to deport those radical and dangerous elements. I think within 20 to 30 years, if you really implement this policy, no new, new, no new one comes in mm-hmm. and you just create like a wall where only people can get out, but nobody can get in. And you shut down all the incentives, you create a huge pressure here, also a huge leading, leading culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, clear, a clear set of rules. Then I think within the 20, 30 years, you could revert those demographics. You could stop the, the growth of the parallel societies freeze them down, and then shortly make them shrink to a, to a level right. that does not endanger our identity and does not endanger our state. It's completely possible if we start doing it now.
0: Right. And I know this is the main objective of Generation Identity. Exactly. And so how far are you actually from gaining enough political power, you think, to implement such a thing?
1: The thing is, um, who has political power? How does political power work in the state? Normally, in a, dem- a democracy, it's the, the elected party, it's right. the election of the, of the population. And that's um, the first, first, first idea would be uh, create a political party that calls for remigration. But we thought a bit deeper, and then we found out that actually um, it's metapolitics. Mm-hmm. The power lies within the information, in the words we use, the narratives, the images that float around, the memes, the phrases, the punchwords. And there, the leftists have been dominating mm-hmm. for decades, while the political right have been training with weapons, going on shooting ranges, preparing for this civil war scenario they've been waiting for decades. Yeah. It will never come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, we went into metapolitics. And I think we are, we are um, after just four years of activism, mm-hmm. we have organized and created a, a machinery of metapolitical power that has created words and slogans that have been taken on by politicians like Fortress Europe, mm-hmm. that has been quoted by the Austrian Minister of Interior. We've created actions like different Europe, who made international headlines of, and pressured those people into actually acting. And we have organized, even on the countryside, all the patriots in Austria, Germany, and Europe and um, unleashed their metapolitical power with mm-hmm. protests, um, banner actions, info points, fundraising. So that's, that's basically the success uh, we have. And now, in a changing political landscape where right wing parties gain power in Europe, we want to push them, we want to push the whole political overton window in this um, time frame of 10, 15 years we have, that we actually end up with the solution of shutting down illegal immigration and non European immigration and um, remigration
0: to do mm. And I mean, I actually personally don't think it's that far fetched to say that civil war could. Occur. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I don't think that you would stand as great of a chance that it did, because obviously there's the question, uh, the problem of you not being armed. The thing is, it's obviously pretty asinine to be like, let's not even try anything. Let's just buckle in and, and wait for the civil war.
1: This strategy is a non-strategy.
0: Yeah, exactly, because it, it's also not a very uh, unified thing, unless you're forming all these militia groups and things right now, which is not happening, obviously. Uh, it's everyone will be kind of on their own, and it will just be a big mess. The thing is, it's waiting for a day X scenario for something that helps us mm-hmm. and, and, and a kind of salvation that comes from above, where we don't need anything
1: to do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is um, um, like crisis cult. If you don't have any power, you feel powerless, and you wait for um, an event mm-hmm. yeah, that comes from above and that changes everything. Mm-hmm but actually um, it's a non-political thinking and people need to understand how political power works at this moment and what it can do and how real fight is a fight with information, with with ideas and actions and non-violent activism and to understand this is much more realistic and I think it's also much more heroic and and, um, and efficient to understand and do this Mm -hmm. and those people always talk about violence, only think in terms of violence and they're like you know they're like a hammer, so everything looks like a nail to them. Right. They're like violent, so the only thing that they really can think about is a violent civil war scenario. So they only wait for this, and everybody who presents another way, another path and strategies for them, yeah, um, a dreamer, naive, and so on. Right. But what they're doing is they're losing the war of ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to kind of wrap this video up, I think that we would both agree that. Obviously, in Europe, America, Canada, all over the right-wing movements are very fractured. There's many different labels for different right-wing groups. Some people don't like to be associated with X. Some people don't like to be associated with Y, etc. But I think we can both agree that when we're talking about priorities, obviously the Islamic migration is one that all of us can unify on. Do you think that would be a good thing, maybe for, for different influential people in the different movements to collaborate and talk about this topic, the best way to go about you know, tackling it? Because obviously the movements aren't very unified at this at this moment, uh, but it That's would be, you know, there, there are certain issues that I think that we all agree are a problem and why not unify? Because I, I don't know how it is in the European movement actually, to be honest, how much infighting there is, but there is a massive amount in the American movement. Yeah,
1: I think it's because every group... And fraction, as you said, have their favorite topics. Right. For conservatives and religious people, it's uh, the pro-life issue. For libertarians, it's the state issue. Mm-hmm. Some people talk uh, talk only about about uh, high finance and you know everything. Everybody has their favorite issue, but I think we really need to um, only focus on one thing. and That's the great replacement. Got something that's really happening? You can prove it, and everybody knows this will uh, will change everything because uh, without um, a German population. We can ask a question about um, German economy, yeah. the, 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 how we um, shall, you know, organize um, the, uh, the the wealth, the laws, and all the stuff. There are minor issues, but all are based on the fact of the existence of a German population. Right. So I think we all should only talk about this issue, and we only we all need to find out how we can stop it, how we can beat it, and, and after this, after we've managed to do this, then all this infighting about the whole diverse fraction of the right, right. and start again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically right. um, our, our call for an armistice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the fact that you
0: also. already have a plan is a good start. You exactly. know? So it's about working towards that and hopefully it will be successful. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, that's about it for this video. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I want to go because I'm really hungry and we're going to a restaurant. We're gonna go be pigs. It's exciting. The food here is amazing. Okay. Uh, Without what? Oh, without GMO. It's, it's, it's illegal, right? I
1: Still, have to say that the brisket burger at Arby's is still haunting me in my dreams. It
0: was pretty good, but I but I have to admit, Martin made this. Uh, what was it like? A, an Asian soup. Yeah. It'll be kind of like miso ramen, along the same lines. It was so good. I'm gonna eat it for breakfast. <laughs> it was that good.
1: So after this private small talk, is see everything. It's about the of you wrote Democrats yeah,
0: and, and food. And, um, well, my, my stomach is ordering. It's demanding food. So we will go get that now. Once again, thank you for watching. I'll link both of Martin's channels. He has an English and a German YouTube channel below. So if you're interested in subscribing, you can do so there.
1: The English one. It hasn't been updated since two months so Why? Don't why don't this. you why don't, don't you know.
0: this is the thing that i say okay martin you're you're making videos in german but like for example how do you reach the in france and italy like do all all of them don't speak german you know so if you make more english videos than people in america canada and my, my accent
1: people make no it's what the
0: wonderful time. it's it's perfect we'll just work on your b's to pronounce your b's and then it, it'll be Top, top with Britney's
1: help. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a, as a language coach, I will start doing English readers again. So, yeah. thank you very much for watching. One last thing I forgot. Uh, it's a metaphor about about this whole issue mm-hmm. uh, on the ride. It's about a surfer who wants to get to the beach. You maybe remember it, all in the car. Yeah? So basically the whole right wing movement is a surfer who wants to get back to the beach, but they're not, but they're only waiting for this huge wave who will get them there. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do as our entire movement, we also are paddling towards the beach, slowly, sturdy, but with a plan. Mm -hmm. If this wave really comes, this event which solves everything, it's good and great, but we still need a plan B to get there, Mm -hmm. and this plan B is a meta-political warfare Implement this policy of shutting down non, um, the non-European immigration and starting a policy of re migration.
0: Good, very, very colorful metaphor, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: known for that. Yeah, so, yeah. um in your video. You need to stop it. Okay,
0: I'm okay, sorry. yeah, okay. For real this time, we're gonna go eat. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed, and I will see you very soon with an American-related video. All right, bye guys. Bye.